Yo, what is up, everybody? I'm finally back with another episode of Off the Bench with your boy Jaden. Yeah, man, it's been a while. Um, I know when I came out my first episode, I said, you know, it's going to be weekly. But, man, crap happens, you know. School happens, work happens. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of got busy with my schedule. And so I'm coming back with my second episode. I'm going to try to be a little bit more consistent um, this time around. Uh, I'm not going to promise weekly episodes, but maybe an episode every couple weeks, you know, just when stuff's going down. And let me tell you, there is some stuff going down. Uh, the NBA season has reached a halfway point. You got a lot of stuff going on there. But, man, the NFL season, the closing that is coming to is wow! We had some great um, divisional round games this past weekend. Ton of head coaching jobs. The draft is around the corner. Believe it or not, there's just a lot going on in the NFL, and so that's what this episode is mainly going to focus focus around. And like I said about the divisional playoff round last week, this weekend we got the championship rounds. Um, four teams left. AFC, you got the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then you have the uh, 49ers taking on the Los Angeles Rams. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, The Chiefs have been there. Um, The Bengals, I don't think anybody at the beginning of the year would pencil them in, in the AFC Championship game. But here they are, led by Joe Burrow, tons of weapons on offense some playmakers on defense. Um, So they belong, definitely, knocking off the number one seed, Tennessee Titans, you know, the week before. They belong. The NFC, you got the Los Angeles Rams, led by Matthew Stafford. This is going to be his biggest game of his career by far. Um, This is the furthest he's been in the playoffs. The 49ers, believe it or not, you know, they've been here recently. It's going to, you know, this is their uh, second uh, NFC Championship game in four years. Um so if, so if they win, it'd be their second Super Bowl in four years. Uh, people hate on Jimmy Garoppolo, but but he's a winner. 33 and 15 as a starter. Um, he, he, he's a winner. He, you know, he doesn't get it done. The flash is he's not putting up numbers like Patrick Mahomes, you know, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, but he gets it done and they're and then the 49ers with him in the lineup are a winning team. So I just want to focus on both those matchups real quick. Uh, Bengals, Chiefs. I, I I see the Chiefs winning this game. I don't want to say easily, but I just don't think the Bengals can match up. And, you know, people will look back to week 17 when the Bengals beat the Chiefs. Yeah, but just looking at the performance last week, um, when the Bengals really struggled to contain the Titans' defensive line, they weren't putting up a lot of points, you know. They they only put up 19 points um, as opposed to when they went up against the Chiefs just a couple weeks ago and, they you know, they put up 30-plus points. You know, going against, against the Titans, you know, they struggled. That offensive line struggled. And so the playoffs, the Chiefs have been here in this situation. I just think it's going to be too much for this young Cincinnati Bengals team. And it's a feel-good Cinderella story. I just don't think they have enough to get past the Chiefs in this situation. Regular season is cool and all, but this is the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes is different in the playoffs. Um, Every game he started in the playoffs, he's averaged like over 30 points 
a game, which is like by far the best in NFL history, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, I think I just think the Chiefs are going to be too much um, to handle, and I think when needed most, I think the, the the Chiefs defense will make more plays than the Bengals defense. And you know, this is there's no disrespect to the Bengals. This is you know this is their first time here in this situation. The Chiefs have been here. You have to take these tough losses in the playoffs to grow from it and, you know, be a better team. And I think potentially this could be that point for the Cincinnati Bengals uh, to get to this situation, to really learn from it and come back the next year stronger. But the AFC is, is in good hands, you know, moving forward. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, uh, Joe Burrow, they're in good hands with these teams. Um, I just think Patrick Mahomes is the, is the lead dog. Um, the, the Chiefs are the lead team, and so I think the Chiefs are just going to be too much uh, for the Chiefs in this situation. Um, the matchup that I think is going to be closer is going to be the Los Angeles Rams versus the uh, San Francisco 49ers. 49ers have beat them twice. In every game, it's been physical. Um, the last game was close. The 49ers won in overtime, and that's what got them into the playoffs. That game that they beat just a couple weeks ago, at the end of the regular season, that win for the 49ers put them in the playoffs and has put them on this run they're on so far. I think they can match up well with the Rams. I mean, we've seen them. We beat them twice. My thing, though, is can they beat them three times? It is hard. It is hard to beat a team in the NFL three times. It's extremely difficult to beat them three times. They beat them twice. The first game was was pretty easily. They, they did it pretty sound. The second game was a dogfight. It went into overtime. I think this third game is going to be the same as that last game, the second game. I think it's going to be a very close game, a very close matchup. And so that's what I'm struggling with is can the 49ers beat the Los Angeles Rams three times in one year? My, my answer to that is no. I just don't see them being able to beat the Rams a third time. I think McVay will finally be able to put together a game plan that will be enough to beat the 49ers. Stafford, when the 49ers met Stafford the last week of of the regular season, Stafford was in the middle of a bad stretch of games where he was turning the ball over. In the playoffs, he has not done that so far. He has not turned the ball over. He's looked sharp. He outperformed Brady last week, and I think as long as Stafford plays clean football, doesn't turn the ball over, I think the Rams will be able to win. And then let's just the defense. I mean, Vaughn Miller is playing out of his mind in the playoffs so far. He's looked much better than how he did earlier on the season with the Rams. And he he looks like he is, you know, the Vaughn Miller of old here recently. And that's Vaughn Miller. You still got Darren Donald. You still got Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey. I I just think, like I said, I think it's going to be hard for the 49ers to beat the Rams three times in a row, especially with Jimmy Jimmy G so so banged up still, still dealing with the tons of injuries. Trent Williams is dealing with uh, you know an injury. Debo Samuel got nicked up. It's been a it's been a a heck of a ride the 49ers have been on, but I just don't think they'll be able to beat the Rams three times in a single season. And then, and then plus the Rams got Cam Akers going. Yes, he had some fumbling issues against Tampa Bay, but he, he just brings a different level of intensity, a different level of energy to the Rams. 
And I really believe that the Rams will, will get it done and they'll be able to finally beat the 49ers who they have yet to beat so far. And so that's touching on the, the championship games. I really wanted to dive into the NFL head coaching positions available. There's a ton of positions available. You got the Giants, Bears, Vikings, Raiders, Jaguars, Dolphins, Texans, Broncos, and Saints that all had openings. The Bears and Broncos, the only two teams that have locked up their uh, head coaches. The Broncos went with the offensive coordinator from the Packers, Nathaniel Hackett, and the Bears went with the defensive coordinator from the Colts. Don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm just going to call him Matt E. Because that Matt's his first name. Last name starts with E, so I'm going to call him Matt E. Um, how do I feel about these hires? I really don't like the Broncos hire. I mean, I don't like it because I think they went all in with Nathaniel Hackett, hoping to lure Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay to Denver. I think you're putting a lot of eggs in that basket to make that happen. If they were to get Aaron Rodgers, then I think Denver is set. I think Denver would be set. They have a lot of young playmakers on defense. They have a lot of young pieces on defense. Now their offense definitely should be ready to roll with Aaron Rodgers. You're talking Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Noah Fant, Javante Williams. You plug in a quarterback there better than Bridgewater or Drew Locke, that's a perennial potential playoff team. I just think they put all their eggs in the basket with Nathaniel Hackett hoping to get Rodgers. If they get Rodgers, good, good hire. If they don't, I just don't. I don't like. I don't just don't like the hire. There's just, just there's something about Hackett that I, I just I just don't like because how much of how much of the play calling was he a part of and the game planning was a, a part of? Because you got Matt Lafleur, who was an offensive coordinator, now the head coach. So you know how much. Of the play, the game planning is Hackett really putting in, and is he really calling the plays? So I, I just think they put all their eggs in the basket for for Nathaniel Hackett in hopes that they get Aaron Rodgers. Now the Bears hiring Matt E. I like the hire. I like the hire. I do think they should have gone with an offensive minded coach just because they have a young quarterback in Justin Fields. And so with this hire, the offensive coordinator is going to be key. Whatever offensive coordinator they bring in is who's going to be working hand-in-hand with Justin Fields. So that is going to be very key. So keep an eye out for that. But as far as the overall hire, it seems to me that Frank Wright can produce good NFL coaches who are good leaders and they connect with the whole football roster. Nick Sirianni, there's a lot of questions with with him, with him being a you know, first-year head coach with the Eagles. And he connected with that roster. The Eagles were at one point two and five. Sirianni came out, you know, talked about growing roots, letting the group, the roots grow, um, planting roots, and it just seemed like the team stuck together. And he was able to get the most out of that roster. Frank Wright gets the most out of his rosters. He's a leader amongst men, so I think he produces good leaders, people who can get the most out of their rosters. And so I think it, that will be a good hire that the Bears need somebody that can connect from the top of the bottom of the roster, somebody who can make the most of their roster. And I think it's just going to come down to 
who they hire as an offensive coordinator because they went with the defensive-minded head coach. But I like to hire. Now, as far as these other uh, coaching vacancies, these are just my predictions. I'm going to run through them. The Giants, I think they're going to go with Brian Dole because they hired um, uh, Joe Joe Joe, uh, Joe. I don't know his name, but they hired an executive from Buffalo. I think there's a connection there with Doble. Uh, I mean, Josh Allen has looked incredible. I think Doble finally gets a head coaching opportunity. And I just think it makes sense, the connections there from Buffalo. I think they'll bring in Doble, especially to get the most out of Daniel Jones, just because they haven't. John Mayer came out and said that they've done everything to not have make Daniel Jones successful. So I think they start to change that narrative and then try to get as much help in the building to see what they have in Daniel Jones. So I think they go with an offensive-minded coach. They go with Dable, who's made Josh Allen who he is, got the connection already with their GM that they hired. And so that's who I think they go with. And a lot of these jobs, they're looking for GMs. And so that's key with who they're going to bring in at coach is who they bring in as, as GM. So, you know, a lot of these teams, they, they you know, some of them have GMs in place, some of them don't. And so it's just going to be all depending on the GM. And so the Vikings, they need a GM, they need a new coach. So depending on who they go with the GM, it might depend on who they go as a head coach. I just think the head coach, best for that roster, is Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles got the most out of the Jets roster as he could have. They were on the verge of a playoff back in 2015 with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, They had pieces there on offense. Um, with Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. Um, they have some pieces here and there. Their defense strolled, though. And it's and that's funny because Mike Zimmer was a defensive guy. Um, and so I think they look to go defensive again to get the most out of their defense. And I think offensive coordinator will be a very key hire as well, but considering they need to get as much out of their offense as possible. But I think they're really going to look to shore up their defense because that's the, that's been the weakest part of their team here recently. So I think that's why they go with Todd Bowles. Raiders is very, very interesting. There's a lot of rumors about Jim Harbaugh. Um, they had interviewed Jared Mayo. I think they're going to go with Josh McDaniels because the Raiders also need a GM. They've been searching with Dave Zegler of the Patriots. There's a connection right there, bringing two Patriots guys in. And I think they want that. I think they want some stability. They've they've not really had stability with the whole John Gruden fiasco, Mike Mayhawk, Mayhawk, Mayhawk with, you know, all his crazy first-round picks that didn't hit. Um, So I think they go to look for stability and look no further than New England, staple of stability over the last 20 years. That's why I think they bring in two New England guys, and I think they make Josh McDaniels the next head coach. Jaguars, next team that needs a head coach. I think they go Brian Leftwich. This makes perfect sense. Former first-run quarterback for the Jags. Offensive-minded guy. They need offense. They need a guy that they can pair with Trevor Lawrence to get the most out of him. I think it just makes a lot of sense for the Jaguars to go Brian Leftwich. Perfect sense. Perfect guy. I think you'll get the most out of his roster. The guys will respect him. Um, and they need somebody who can connect with the roster because for the love of everything, Urban Meyer was a terrible hire, awful. Dude is a dirty scumbag of a human being, and it is I can't believe he was given the opportunity to be a head coach of a football team. And everything that's coming out back of his Ohio State days, like, come on, it, ridiculously 
But it's the Jaguars. They might they might do another stupid hire. You never know. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you never know with them. If I was them, I'm going Brian Lefkowitz. Now the Miami Dolphins also don't don't let me start on the Dolphins. They're just they're in the same boat as the Jaguars, pretty much. They had a great coach in Brian Flores who got the most out of their rosters. I mean, he had a winning record as a head coach over the last two years. I mean, they were once bottom of the pack this year, and they went on a seven-game win streak. Seven-game win streak. And then because he wanted, you know, a little bit more say, the GM got it, it got in his feelings, and we, they couldn't have that. I mean, rumors are coming out that, that Brian Flores wanted Justin Herbert. The GM wanted Tua Tugabaloa. And just to think, if the Dolphins had Justin Herbert as their quarterback, how that team would look. I think they'd be playing in the playoffs this year. But because the GM got in his got in his feels, didn't like the pushback from Brian Flores, they had to pick either the GM or the head coach, and they chose the GM. So who do they need at who do they need at, you know, the head coach now? And they also want to keep him in the majority of their defensive staff as well. I think they go with Kellen Moore. I think it just makes sense. Offensive-minded guy, try to get the most out of Tua Tagovailoa in the offense. And then plus, I think with him being a first-time head coach, it will allow them to keep the majority of their defensive staff. The Texans, once again, make absolutely no sense. Last year, when they hired David Coley, I I don't think they need, I don't think David Coley was a good candidate. But... He, even though they only won four games, he got the absolute most out of that roster. The roster loved him. Davis Mills looked like a potential starter in this league. And then they let him go after one year. Why? Why? It makes no sense. And the Texans, along with the Dolphins, along with the Jaguars, there's just so much nonsense going up, going all the way up to the higher-ups one of the most poorly run organizations in all of professional sports. And then they're talking about hiring Josh McCown, who's not even been a coordinator at any level besides high school. Like, come on. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And it's going to be teams like the Texans who hire guys who probably shouldn't be a head coach, and they'll pass up on guys like D'Amico Ryans who deserve head coaching jobs. And so I think the Texans... I want it to happen because I'm an Eagles fan and I want him off my coaching staff. But I think the Texans go with Jonathan Gannon. There's nothing really I can say to like pinpoint him there. But just from what I'm reading, he's somewhat of a lead candidate. And this may be biased, but I want Jonathan Gannon off the coaching staff in Philadelphia. Definitely did not get the most out of our defense. And so that's who I want the Texans to hire. But once again, it's the Texans look for something out of the out of the unordinary. And with the Saints, this is a prize head coaching opportunity. Um, it's last minute. It's last. It's the most last minute of all these head coaching jobs. Sean Payton retired. Well, he says he didn't retire, but he's taking a break. I think it'd just be easy for them to promote Dennis Allen from defensive coordinator head coach. They'll be able to keep the majority of their staff. Um, and I think it just makes sense. Well respected on the roster, so I think Dennis Allen would be a very easy this hire, very easy hire. Now with all these head coaching jobs, also I want to touch in 
touch on one more thing before I end this episode, and that's potential new homes for quarterbacks. There's a lot of quarterbacks that rumors swirling. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr. Those are the main guys that are being rumored to potentially be on the move. Where do I see them going? Rodgers, I think the team that will try the hardest to get him will be the Denver Broncos. And I think that's because they invested in Nathaniel Hackett, putting all their eggs in the basket. I think they'll try to move a couple picks try to move Derek Law or um, uh, Drew Locke, excuse me, and try to get Rodgers. So I think I'm predicting I'm going with Rodgers to Denver. Russell Wilson. I'm surprised that Pete Carroll still has a head coaching job. I thought they would look to go in a different direction, but he remains. As of now, Russell Wilson seems happy, but then again, who knows potentially how that will play out. I would look I would look to move on from Carroll and try to keep Wilson. But at some point they're just going to have to break this team up. It's no longer the Legion of Boom. This it just it's not the same team. I think Wilson's going to see that. I think he's going to get frustrated. I think a team that could really use Russell Wilson's talents is a team that has playmakers on defense. They have weapons on offense. They just need consistent quarterback play. I think that is the Washington football team. I think Russell Wilson could come in and take that team deep in the playoffs. They have pieces all over defense. They got Terry McLaurin. They invested in all in the offseason in Curtis Samuel. They have a solid tight end in Logan Thomas. They have a running back in Antonio Gibson. I think they're just missing consistent quarterback play. Look, look, look no further than to get a disgruntled Russell Wilson. Moving on to the third quarterback I see with rumors in the news, that's Derek Carr. Where could Derek Carr end up? I think Derek Carr will stay in Las Vegas, especially if they get Josh McDaniels. I think Josh McDaniels would like that Derek Carr's there. Derek Carr has played some really good football, really good football um, this this past year. Um, I think their biggest downfall with the Raiders was just the you know the uh, the un stability they didn't have um, with the whole Gruden fiasco, the Henry Ruggs fiasco. I think he'll stay, especially if they get Josh McDaniels. I think Josh McDaniels will like that and and would and would like to work with Derek Carr. And I think it'd be much easier for Josh McDaniels to do that than for Josh McDaniels to get in and immediately start searching for a new quarterback. Um, And then Jimmy Garoppolo, like I said earlier, a lot of people are, don't like – a lot of people don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is good. And like I said, he's not your Patrick Mahomes. He's not Justin Herbert. He's not Joe Burrow. He's not Matthew Stafford. He's not those big-name quarterbacks. But he's a winner with the 49ers. He's got a winning percentage in the playoffs and as a starter in the regular season with the 49ers when he's healthy. But because they took Trey Lance, I just think the 49ers themselves will feel – like they're being held back by Jimmy Garoppolo. And so I think they'll look to move him. And I think a team that could really use consistent quarterback play. They need a winner at quarterback. I And I, I just don't think the Steelers can go into the season with Mason Rudolph as a starter or Dwayne Haskins. And I don't think the Steelers would have to give up a lot to get Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think that would be perfect fit for Jimmy Garoppolo. To come in, he's got weapons on offense. You know, they got pieces on defense. 
And I think the Steelers would look to get a veteran quarterback that they can win with right now than playing hit or miss on a weekly basis with Mason Rudolph. So I think they go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Deshaun Watson, this is where, this is the one, well, who who knows where? Who, who knows where he's go? And who knows how much they, you know, that you can get for Deshaun Watson if he did Texans. We still don't know his, his situation. I think a team that makes some sense and they have, they don't have a lot of draft ammo, but they do have quarterback ammo to be able to make this switch work. And I think that's the Carolina Panthers. I think they could package whatever picks they can scrounge up with Sam Darnold and move him to Houston for Deshaun Watson. Got Christian McCaffrey, got DJ Moore, got Robbie Anderson. I think the Panthers need consistent quarterback play. I think the Panthers, when they were getting consistent quarterback play from Darnold at the beginning of the season, they were a good football team. Then he got hurt, and then when he came back, you know, he was never the same. Cam Newton, P.J. Walker, I just think they need consistent quarterback play, and I think they could get that with Deshaun Watson. But, yeah, that's going to wrap up this second episode, second long-awaited episode of Off the Bench with J- with your boy Jaden. And like I said, I'm going to try to get as much of these out as possible whenever I can uh, in my schedule. I'm recording this right now. I'm wrapping up at 12, 12 a.m. in the morning. I don't. It's a Thursday. I don't have any class on on Friday or work on Friday. Um, so I was like, why not get one of these out? So hopefully I could, you know, record on Thursday nights. But, yeah, I'm going to try to get more of these episodes out. This is a lot of NFL news, a lot of NFL we talked about. Next episode, I'm going to try to get some NBA topics in there. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. That's episode two of Off the Bench. Catch you on the next episode.